welcome to the Heavy Pages podcast, a space for women struggling with an unwanted separation or divorce. I'm Josie, your host, a separation survival coach, creator of the From Devastated to Divorce program, a mother of two, and a survivor of my own unwanted separation and divorce. My mission is to help you avoid some of the pitfalls that extended my journey of growth and healing and to provide you with tips and tools that will help get you to a place of acceptance and empowerment. Because sometimes the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone. Welcome back to another journal entry episode. Do you know I kind of lost track of the journal entry number I'm on? I'm going to have to go back and read or count, I should say, so I can see where exactly we are. But um, I guess I will give you that information in an upcoming episode because right now I'm just going to dive in to today's journal entry, which is going to be for Sunday, January 30th. Well, I'm in my new place. I like it. It's cool. And I have gotten a job. It pays 10 bucks to start and will go up from there if it works out. So things on that end are looking pretty good. In other news, I think I'm sick. Actually, I think that I have some issues with my ovaries. I went to CNOB and have lots of tests for this next week. I'm a bit worried and a little scared. I have had some abnormal bleeding and lately, for the past few days, I have been cramping a lot. So yesterday, I was talking with my neighbor and she said that maybe it is that I was going to have a baby and it did not develop all the way or did not stick to the wall and I need a DNC to get it cleaned up. And actually, the more I think about it, the more I think it might be true. I guess we'll know when I go to the doctor on Tuesday. I'm worried. I do not want something bad to happen to me. And if it is that, I hope I don't get depressed that I was going to have a baby and that it didn't work out. Of course, if it was not going to be from Guy, then actually I would be and should be pretty darn happy that it's not going to happen. Speaking about Guy, things with him have been very weird lately. Before I moved, I spent two nights at his place. The first one because I was watching our son while he went out. And the second one the next day because he asked if I wanted to. So I was like, okay. And yes, during this time, we have gotten busy. We have seen each other pretty much every day this last week. Monday, after the move, he came over and brought lunch for my mom and me. He was here for my first meal at my new place. Then on Tuesday, well, Tuesday, I had an interview, so we talked on the phone, but I do not think we saw each other. Then Wednesday... We went to get the TV. It was salsa night for him, so we kind of had to rush, but then he decided not to go, and I left him at his place. He got his car, picked up food, and came here to my place while I went to drop off my friend's car and pick up my son. We had dinner and watched TV. Then we fooled around again. He considered spending the night, but I was going to work at 7 a.m., so he was going to have to get up pretty early. Then Thursday, it was his night to watch our son. He picked him up at my mom's while I went to another interview. And after it was over, I called him and he invited me over. So I went and we hung out again till like midnight. And then I came home. Friday, he watched our son for me while I went to salsa. I'm doing pretty well there, by the way. Nothing much happened then. Yesterday, he called me and we chatted for a bit, but we did not see each other. In fact, his little friend from Daytona was coming over and they were going to go out and stuff. 
So am I crazy or what? I know this is all very bad or at least not very smart. Am I degrading myself? I know he is a man and a man will take it whenever he can get it. And I know that he is very horny. So why am I doing it? Is it because it is fun and I like it or because I want him back or because I know that he is doing that girl and me so she is not special to him because of that? That's really fucked up. I know. I know. I should stop. I really do. I wonder why I don't. I think the therapist would disown me if he knew what was going on. So now I have my own place. I have a job. Have I really gotten anywhere? The way I tell myself in my head is that maybe this is what we need for a while to start over. I think sometimes that I'm going to have to talk with him and tell him that I want to try us again. But in a way that everything stays the same, including the living situation and the free weekends. The only thing different is that we are exclusive in our sex. I do not think that will happen. I mean, not right now, but maybe in the future. I know I should not be waiting around for it. I have not been talking with the Egyptian because the doctor said no sex for a while. And I know that if there is no sex, he will not come over. Maybe I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt. But since I saw him the other night and things got out of hand and I have been worried about a baby, I have not wanted to talk to him. And I am sure it does not help that guy is giving me lots of attention. I know it is crazy. This fat girl was not good enough for staying married to or to love, but she's good enough to fuck. You know, I really think that I think that guy does love me. He's just confused. I really think that is the only reason I let what happens between us happen. Because if I really thought it was just about sex only, I would not. I just think that he is still very confused. And now that I have my own place and I am really enjoying it, I do not mind having my freedom and doing my own thing, but having him around too. Anyway, who the hell knows? I could still get burned when he falls for this 23-year-old girl. The other day I was thinking when I was having Guy's baby, this chick was 14 years old. Not that that means anything really, I guess. Still, I would know that he was with me while with her. And really, what does that make me? LOL. The other woman? Fuck that. I am his wife, still by law and still by our actions. She is just the pussy on the side. What the hell am I talking about? I'm the secret and she's the one that goes out with him on dates and shit and out with his friends. They have never met me and they know her. How do I feel about that? The crazy thing is that I don't mind that. I don't want to meet them now. I want to lose my weight and then I will introduce myself to all of them, even her. Because the thing is, I know that skinny me can trump her no problem and I am hot. And even if he stays with her, I know that as long as I'm skinny, I will not even care because I know I'm better looking. And I will know for sure that I did a lot for him and he is losing out. So now we have come full circle. I need to start on losing weight. Uh, I talked to the therapist about it the other day and he gave me a lot of good advice. And by my girl's trip this May, I should look pretty good. It will be slow and steady, but it will work. I just need to stick to it and make it a priority. So there it is. Nothing was resolved at this point, but I just write here to put it out of my head anyway, not to fix anything. Well, I'm not going to lie. Reading this journal entry, I felt pretty cringy. 
Um, <laughs> this is another reminder that I have to give the old me a lot of grace. I was moving forward, but clearly taking humongous steps backwards. And I was all over the place. Let's start with, I'm, I'm glad I don't really remember this. I'm remembering now because, or I'm being reminded now because I'm reading the journal entries, but I'm disappointed that when I moved into my own place, that he was such a big part of that, that he had his first meal at my place with me, that he helped me move, that he was there. And, you know, honestly, I'm not saying that in general, that's a bad thing. If you can stay friends with your ex and they can help you on things that you need help with. And after all, they are, you know, the father of your child and wherever you're moving, your son will be moving to also. So they're helping in that capacity. That's great. But clearly that's not what was going on in this situation. I was spending way too much time with him. The lines of what we were or were not to each other were very, very blurred. And um, he was, he was a staple. He was just still there, which made me again, continue to think, oh, we have a chance. We have a future. Sure. I'm enjoying my freedom. Sure. I'm, I'm taking steps to be independent and I'm proud about that. But He's my husband and I have him waiting in the wings because the possible, or I'm the one waiting in the wings because the possibility is there that we can get back together. I, I don't like it. I don't like that I did it. It's in the past. And thankfully, I don't uh, really remember it. But um, yeah, that is unfortunate. Uh, I mentioned salsa classes that I went. And again, that's another thing that I'm so annoyed at myself about because I didn't give a shit about salsa. I don't give a shit about dancing salsa. It was all something to show him that I was trying to, um, you know, be somebody that he liked or have more interest in something that he was interested in. And honestly, I think I did have interests in things that he was interested in while we were married. You know, I started watching football because he liked football. I listened to certain music because he liked certain music and I enjoyed it. I don't really think I enjoyed the salsa. I did it because I wanted to show him that I could do it too. And that was so much about him and for him and not about me or me moving forward. And that was annoying to remind myself, to remember that I did, even though those I don't forget. I do know that I was doing that. I remember doing that. But I know that eventually I realized I don't give a shit about salsa. I'm not going to keep doing it. And I stopped. So there's that. Also, I don't know if this is going to show up in any other journal entries, but I will mention that it did not turn out that I was having a miscarriage, thank God. Uh, My system was a little bit screwed up. I will admit here that a few months back when I was dating Nolo, I had taken plan B, 
the like morning after pill because the moron, ugh, one of the times that we, one of the very few times that we did anything, we didn't use protection and I got super freaked out. And he apparently is very fertile because he had three sons and I'm like, oh Lord, no thank you. And so I ran and got um, the plan B and I took it. So I believe that that is what like fucked up my system for a little while and caused uh, some weird reactions, but it was not a miscarriage because, you know, if you, I don't even know if the plan B is still around anymore, but the plan B is supposed to like block anything from even happening, which probably is you know, I think if I understand it correctly, it like forces a period or something like that. Honestly, I've researched it back then. I don't remember so much now, but it wasn't, it couldn't have created a life because the plan B forces your system to flush or something. So there is no egg to fertilize, but it then, you know, threw me off track for a while. So I think that's what ended up happening in that situation. In case you wanted a little medical, uh, update uh let's see what else do i mention oh my god how terrible i apologize for sounding so horrible i'm i just want to say before i get into this next thing that i read the journal the way i wrote it sometimes i don't want to sometimes i want to edit out some of the stupid shit that I said, but the journal was a place for me to be unfiltered. I didn't think that in the future it was going to be turned into a podcast. And I promised myself when I started doing this journal podcast that I was going to be authentic to what I wrote. And so this is me being authentic. It's a shame that I was sleeping with him and that I knew he was sleeping with someone else. And I recognized that this was a power trip on my end. There was a lot, don't get me wrong, a lot of lack of self-worth and self-respect mixed in there. There was also a little bit of a power trip that I was on because I'm like, well, she thinks that they are... I don't know if she thought they were exclusive, but she's with him and I'm also with him. So she ain't all that. But again, I go back to I'm not all that either because I'm supposed to be his freaking wife, even though we're separated. And like I mentioned, you know, I'm, I, I, I talk a big game and then I come back and I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm the freaking under other woman. I'm the secret. I'm the one that nobody knows about. They don't even know my name. They've never seen my face. They could all walk by me somewhere and not even know who the hell I am. All of his new friends that he's made because they don't know me. So I was the secret. That's gross. That's unfortunate. I'm, you know, I know that a lot of us do this and I tell you, don't judge yourself so harshly. So I'm going to try and not judge myself so harshly. But I hope that it's true that what I said in there, what I said in there, and, you know, why wouldn't it be? Because this is me trying to deep, dig deep into my thoughts, that, the, that it wasn't just sex for me. I was still trying to hold on to my husband. I still, no matter all of the steps that I was taking fo forward, I was holding space for the opportunity of my marriage to work. And so I know that for him, a, vi a big, 
vital part of the marriage was the physical, was the sex. No doubt about it. He really enjoyed his sex. And so I needed to continue to provide that because the less of that there was, the more apart we would be, the more our marriage would be over, you know, the less attachment we would have. I mean, really, he lived in his own place. I was living in my own place. We barely saw each other. It's not like we went out tons, even though we did, but we, you know, hardly. And so what did we have? We, I was holding on to the last strings that was keeping us together and even remotely made us seem like we were in a relationship. Does that make sense? So it was the sex. And hopefully it was even though I know I was damaging myself and I know that I was not allowing myself to move forward, I wasn't ready to move forward because I still subconsciously and consciously had the idea that there was still a chance for us. I think for many women it or anybody in a situation where they are the ones that didn't want the relationship to end, that they hold on to hope for a long time. And clearly... We're talking about January. We're almost coming on a year that we have been apart and things have moved forward and I've made, you know, I've I've got my own apartment. I mean, that's so freaking exciting. That should have been the journal entry. It should have just been like, oh my God, look at what I have done. Look at what I have accomplished. I'm so proud of myself. But, you know, I was still super intertwined with him and, you know, the... The lead was buried. The lead was, I'm in my own freaking apartment. How amazing is this? I never did that in my life at that point by myself. I had lived with my parents and then the my first apartment ever was with him because uh, we moved in together. And this was me being independent, like really independent. And he's still all mixed in there, which is how it was. So what can I say about that? And <laughs> to the... Daytona friend. <laughs> um, yeah. Shame on me for being so ugly towards this person that I didn't even know. But I know that this was just me being super defensive. And it shows, again, my lack of self-worth that I'm like talking about, oh, I can take her when I'm skinny and when I'm skinny, you know, it all came down to something else. I still wasn't good enough just as the person I am. Oh, which reminds me of my comment of uh, this fat girl isn't good enough to be married to or to love, but she's good enough to have sex with. And yeah, you know, I had moments of clarity. I just, they just didn't stick with me enough. They just didn't penetrate deep enough to make me stop doing the things that I shouldn't be doing. And then I externalized that on this poor girl that, you know, I feel bad for her because I knew about her. She didn't know. I don't think that she knew about me as in his wife that he separated from, but he's still having sex with. I don't know that she knew that. And, you know, that's not cool on his part. It wasn't cool on my part. But I felt like, well, I'm the wife, so technically I have a priority. It's just a messed up situation. What this shows really is just the muddled mess that 
detangling from a life partner can be and how many steps backwards you're going to take, even in the moment of taking huge steps forward. It's just part of the process. And so hopefully you hear this, you listen to this, maybe you're kind of in that situation right now. And maybe this is the episode that you need to hear to say, no, I'm done. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to start really keeping my boundaries firm. I'm going to make sure that I put myself first. And if I'm doing this and I'm doing it because I don't value myself, then let's start getting busy doing that. Let's put my focus on starting to value myself so that I stop giving away my power, my body, my wins to this person that is no longer my life partner. And with that, I leave you and thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. That's going to be it for this episode. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can always find me on Instagram at heavy underscore pages underscore podcast. And if you found this episode interesting, please consider clicking on that five-star rating and following so you are notified when the next episode drops. As always, thank you for listening. And remember, sometimes the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone.